0: What's going on guys? In today's podcast, I am bringing you the answer to every start-sit question that I was able to take a screenshot of, at least before the thing disappeared on my story. Uh, every start-sit that I didn't answer, that is. And then also, I'm going to talk about my locks and potential upsets, three of each of those for the week. So, um, I guess, what should we start? Let's start with the start-sits first, I'll get those out of the way, and then I'll explain to you my thoughts on the locks and the upsets uh, all right so let's get it cracking so james connor or trey sermon um oh wait a minute those were those were our, you know what i'll just go ahead and answer these again because i think i screenshotted all of them but uh anyways trey sermon to me is a, is a guy that we're going to view as a must start very soon which is why i wanted you to buy low on him um a while ago And so, or I mean, as of now, like I wanted you to buy low on him, meaning in the last few days, after last week's game, basically, I saw everything I need to see from Trey Sermon um, last week for me to be able to confidently project moving forward, that he's going to be a good running back that's going to see the lion's share of the touches in San Francisco. And here's the thing, guys, you don't, he doesn't have to receive the quote unquote lion's share of the touches, because if he does, that would obviously be more ideal. But what we've seen in recent years from San Francisco, the 55% work hold, you know, uh, holder in terms of opportunities, touches or whatever, has been a very fantasy relevant running back, right? Like, I mean, a low-end RB2, I would say, kind of on average over the years, we've seen Raheem Moster really be that guy. What we saw from Sermon last week, 19 carries, 89 yards. Um, He just played 51% of the snaps. The week before, he played 59% of the snaps. Those are both... Uh, I believe with Elijah Mitchell out. And so in my opinion, if he sees, let's just call it an average of um, look, he had two, so he had 12 touches in, in week, in week three, and then he had 19 last week. So nothing through the air last week, which is a little bit disappointing. And I think that that won't really change anytime, uh, anytime soon. It may, it may change down the stretch, but in my opinion, um trey sermon if he receives, let's say 14 touches a game um on average i'm very comfortable with him as my as a solid flex option every week basically because i think he's kind of in this scheme behind a pretty good run blocking offensive line i think he's one of those guys that's basically matchup proof in that regard if you know the workload's coming he's he, there's not going to be a matchup where he can't you know do his thing with so Um, All right. T Higgins, Michael Pittman or Javante Williams, in my opinion, and I'm sticking with it. T Higgins, as long as he's playing, obviously, is a must start. And I think the game flow projects for them, especially without Joe Mixon this week against the Packers game flow should be in Higgins favor there in terms of uh, getting the volume that he needs. All right, Clyde edwards Lair, Zach Moss, or Damian Williams. This is 100% Clyde edwards Lair. I, I know I've answered these, but again, I'm going through them just in case you guys didn't see, or just in case you maybe you have a similar start-set question that that, um, that you need answered. Maybe you can use these to kind of give you uh, your answer. Kenny Galladay or Mike Evans. I like Galladay this week. Shepard and Slayton are out. Galladay, even with those guys, in my opinion at least, is the clear wide receiver one in New York. And um, you can even include all the New York or at least the Jets and the Giants when I say that. But, yeah, Kenny Galladay to me is the the guy in uh, Mike Evans is playing, you know, a pretty tough matchup for him with the Dolphins secondary. Just kind of how those guys are built on the back end there. But um, so, yeah, I think it'll be more of a Godwin, a B week. And I think that Kenny Galladay is going to be the guy again for the Giants. Um, I had an argument with somebody yesterday that was telling me that Kenny Galladay doesn't have the boom upside that I said because in my post I said that he would that he's the guy that can go off for thirty any given week, and he basically was getting into a very technical battle with me about like, would it be 30 actually? Is, like, could he score 30? First of all, yes, he could score 30. He could have six catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns or whatever that would, you know. He could have that kind of a blow up game or seven for 150 and two touchdowns. He absolutely could. But the point I was making, the deeper point and the more relevant point I was making is that Kenny Galladay, any given week can go off for you can have those boom games. And I think that from now on, look, he's averaging over 70 yards a game. So far, that's right on par with what he's done in his best years with the Detroit Lions. So um, that was only in his first four games with the Giants, right? He's going to get better. His first four ever games with Daniel Jones and the new system and all that stuff. It's reasonable to assume he's going to get better as the season goes on. I think Kenny Gallad is a good buy low for you right now. Dalton Schultz or Dawson Knox? Um, You know, and if I contradict myself here, I'm sorry. Some of these are really close and it's not the... you know, it's not the easiest thing to just have an exact answer for every one of these. But um, I'm going to say Dalton Schultz. man. I think that Knox, maybe he'll have it's a good op, it's a good matchup for Knox and game flow just because the Bills are probably going to have to score points because when you play Kansas City, you, you have to score points. Um, it may be a good week for Knox as well. But to me, what we've seen from Schultz lately just puts him as as quote unquote, the guy that i'm i don't know man is he's borderline a must start unless you have one of the top you know unless you have one of the top tight ends so i like dalton schultz a lot i'm starting him and uh yeah mark andrews or dalton schultz as i just mentioned uh dalton schultz is borderline must start unless you have mark andrews so you're starting andrews there <laughs> um OK, and just so you know, guys, Dalton Schultz, the last two games has 12 receptions for one hundred and thirty eight yards and three touchdowns in the last two games has seven targets, eight targets. So um, like I said, he's a pretty damn good option. But again, the floor he presents just with those just all the options the Dallas Cowboys have, even without Michael Gallup, the floor he he gives. I mean, he offers is what he showed in week two, which was a two catch for 18 yard day. So keep that in mind. Uh, start two, Javante Williams, Renfro, Dawson Knox, Allen Robinson. I'm going A-Rob here in a blow-up game, and I'm going Javante Williams. Uh, Damian Williams or DeAndre Swift? Come on, bro. It's absolutely Swift there, as I mentioned yesterday. Deontay Johnson, Pittman, Marvin Jones, Mooney, choose two. Deontay Johnson is a must-start, in my opinion, right now. He's an absolute, like, bona fide, high-end wide receiver, too. I mean, that's just how I view him. Uh, maybe mid range high and whatever. Maybe I'm a little optimistic, a little too ambitious at times. But I'll say Deontay Johnson is he's going to see 10 targets. And guess what else? He's going to be open. And that's why he'll receive targets, because even though Ben Roethlisberger is essentially compromised at this point, I still believe that he can th- he will throw to the open man and the open man oftentimes will be Deontay Johnson. So him and then Let's say I love Marvin Jones matchup this week against the Titans. So Deontay and Marvin Jones, Damian Williams, Jalen Waddle or Michael Pittman at flex. So I understand that, you know, a lot of people like Waddle against the Bucks. I'm not necessarily one of them because I think that, you know, I just I don't know if I trust that Dolphins offensive line to really be able to pass protect against the Bucks pass rush that has actually been sort of struggling um in terms of what we expected from them but I'm still uh I mean I like the game I don't know man I, I could see you going Waddle I could I could see you going any of these guys but I would probably roll with uh with Damian Williams here I just think that he's gonna be the feature back in an offense in a game that I think will be close so the opportunities should be there for him and I, I just I like him um, all right, Alan Robinson, Tim Patrick, or LaVisca. A Rob. Again, it's his blow up week. I'm starting Alan Robinson, baby. Michael Pittman, LaVisca whoa, whoa, Michael Pittman, LaVisca, Gaskin, or Renfro at Flex. Dude, Renfro has been so damn good lately. This is hard, right? Because I think Pittman is really establishing himself as the top receiver in um uh, in Indianapolis. But I also think that Hunter Renfro is a guy that is kind of just his floor is so high. Let, let me just read off Hunter Renfro's targets per game. And this, remember, he only plays 55 ish percent of the snaps on average, but targets per game this season nine, seven, six, eight, right? And the thing about him, he's never had, he hasn't had a single game with less than five receptions. So he's a guy that's gonna catch 75 percent of his targets roughly. And um, he's going to be targeted because the degree of difficulty in the way that he is utilized is something that is is advantageous in terms of efficiency when it comes to um, fantasy. So, And oh, by the way, last week he played his uh, season high in snap percentage with 67% of the snaps. So keep that in mind. All right. Where are we at here? I always do this. I get myself confused. Okay. So we're moving on. Um, this is what a guy just said. Antonio Gibson. I, it's a tough matchup for Gibson. So it depends on who you have, right, as a potential re- you know replacement. Like for example, in my in my home league this week, I think I'm going to stick with this. This is how I have my lineup set right now. But I have running backs: Miles Sanders, um, um, DeAndre Swift, Antonio Gibson, and Jonathan Taylor. I'm starting uh, Swift over Gibson, and I'm actually starting Kenny Galladay. At the uh, flex spot over Miles Sanders, so that should tell you, you know, why I or how comfortable I feel with with Galladay in comparison to how uncomfortable I am with Gibson with a fracture in his shin, also playing a very very good run defense in the New Orleans Saints. So it's going to be very difficult for me to see Gibson having a big game, but uh, but yeah. All right, this guy says if McCaffrey doesn't go, which he's Probably not. He's doubtful. I either have to start Tyson Williams or Noah Fant at flex. I'm starting Tyson Williams Fant was a, I mean, sorry, sorry. Whoa. whoa. I don't know what happened to my brain there. I'm starting Noah Fant. Tyson Williams was a healthy scratch last week. And, um, I, I just don't think you can start a guy a week after, even if he's up, I don't think you can start a guy that was a healthy scratch the week before start or sit McCaffrey this week. Well, he's not playing, so you're going to have to sit him unfortunately, but if McCaffrey plays, just so you know in the future, if McCaffrey plays, you are 1000% starting him, okay? Um Brown Godwin Evans. If this is AJ Brown, then you're starting him. It's a juicy matchup for him. And then otherwise, as I said earlier, I think it's a Godwin week uh, more so than evans but i'm and i'm and also more so than ab although i think ab will also be involved in this game i think it's an ab matchup For in terms of like i like the way he matches up uh, against the dolphin secondary antonio gibson kareem hunt or james robinson again i gotta bench my guy antonio gibson here i have to know that after the reports come out about this fractured shin or whatever it is i have to know that he can still play with that you know i don't know if that was already the case going into last week, but even if it was, I just can't, Um I need to see him play to know that he can, for me to feel comfortable, particularly in a tough matchup against the Saints. Like if he was in a, you know, a juicy matchup this week, then maybe I would I would pro- most definitely probably consider starting him. But otherwise in this matchup against the Saints, I gotta, I gotta hold off if I have a viable option and Kareem Hunt and James Robinson, in my opinion, are viable other options Mark Andrews or Mike is full PPR cheers cheers to you brother and I'm definitely going Mark Andrews I still view him as a guy that is must start and I think that from here on out what he'll do the rest of the way will will justify that I think he'll produce uh Schultz or Pitts dude I wanted to say Schultz here when I first responded to this yesterday but I'm going with Kyle Pitts you have to because why he was the fourth overall pick in the NFL draft okay yeah, rookie tight ends, blah, blah, blah. I know, and I said that, and that's why I didn't want to draft him in the fourth or fifth round or wherever he was going. But in this game, if this coaching staff that literally chose him as their very first pick felt like he was worth taking at four instead of trading down a couple spots or whatever, you would have to imagine that the volume will be there. And and who knows? The game flow could favor them because it's the Falcons, and even though they're playing the Jets, any game flow – you know, any game could favor them in that regard. I, I just think you have to start pits here. You, it was your fourth or fifth round pick and um, you got to start. Uh, all right. Pick two Fournette, Alex Collins. Sorry. Elijah Mitchell, Damian Harris, Samajay P Ryan, or Madison. You know, I, I'm not starting P Ryan because, <clears throat> excuse me. I think that the, uh, the rookie could prove to actually be the more valuable guy there who I have picked up in a couple leagues, but um, Evans, I think his name is, but uh, You know, Fournette's intriguing this week, right? I'm assuming, I'm just going to go ahead and assume you didn't start Alex Collins. And I would say Damian Harris and Leonard Fournette, the the Texans' run defense, as I'll talk about here shortly, is not a thing of beauty, okay? They've given up the fifth most rush yards in the NFL, and I think that the Patriots are going to run the ball down their throat. So I would say Fournette and uh, Damian Harris. Schultz, Jamal Williams, Madison Chubbard, Chubbard. chubbard i'm assuming you mean chuba hubbard unless there's uh unless there's a guy named chubbard that i don't know about but (laughs) um okay so i I think this is the start one it's it's gotta be it's so tough with dalvin cook like quote-unquote playing through the injury right because i would love to see i would love to say start madison but i would actually if i'm minnesota i think i would just sit dalvin down for a few weeks and let him recover right but i think dalvin's looking at it like if I do that, Madison might have 25 for 120 every week. And then I might look like, you know, uh, an expendable asset. So I think that's a big part of the issue there in Minnesota right now. But uh, although I would never feel that way, just to be clear, Dalvin Cook is an elite player. I'd sit him down for a couple of weeks. And when I brought him back, I'd give him 30 touches a game. But in any case, we're starting one of these guys. And I think that has to be Jamal Williams, because we've seen with Jamal Williams, there is even whatever his snap counts are they are right but what we've seen from them through a month of the season a month of pro football is that he's going to be heavily involved and so i think i'd roll um i think i'd i think i'd roll with jamal williams there um i'm sorry daniel b was taken i'm sorry i missed that alex collins or antonio gibson i probably would have said collins i don't know let me know what you did and uh i hope it worked out for you my bad So this one says James Conner, Miles Sanders, Alex Collins, Latavius Murray, PPR, gonna pick one. Okay, so I'm gonna assume that you didn't start Alex Collins because I wouldn't have. I would have started, I'd have started Miles Sanders here. I think, I think, um, he's due. For a big week i'm very frustrated with the usage lately in particular but uh i still believe in sanders moving forward i think he's gonna emerge as the rb1 there i really don't see how a fourth round rookie that's under you know that's not really a bell cow back size is ever going to take over the reins as the true you know uh workhorse guy there so I'm, I'm saying miles sanders still i like the scheme i like the fit i like the offensive line still so yeah miles sanders obj or hollywood brown i think you gotta go with Man, that's tough because the Chargers defense has been awesome. I think I'm still starting Odell just simply because I love his upside and, and his talent. So I, I got to say Odell. Uh, Damian Williams from the Bears or Cordero Patterson. Dude, Cordero Patterson is going to be probably the lead option in uh, Atlanta this week. So I think you got to start Cordero. Allen Robinson. You didn't give me another option, so we'll just say yes. I mean, Allen Robinson, as I've stated a few times already, I think it's going to be a breakout week. This uh, in a pretty good matchup against the Raiders. I think Allen Robinson goes ham this week. I think uh, Justin Fields is another good game, and there we are. All right, Gainwell, Michael Carter, or Jalen Waddle. So I think the right answer here is Waddle, but man, I'm starting Michael Carter. I don't give a damn. I got like it really depends on roster construction, right? If you need a a slightly higher floor, maybe Waddle's the guy. But I really believe that we are, and I've said that I said this last week. We are approaching. Um, what I believe is Michael Carter's season, you know, and um, I think that he's going to be I think he was always the best running back in in for the Jets. Right. And I think that um, lately we've seen his workload and it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's slowly but surely climbing. Right. And um, let me just pull up his stats here. Oh, man. Let my one second. So Michael Carter. (sighs) Of course, they would pull up the cornerback, the Michael Carter, because I'm sure everybody's looking up his his stats. But um, whatever. I'm not. It was like he had like 12 or 13 carries last week in uh, in a game there for the Jets and in a win in not the greatest matchup against the Titans. But I think that for me, he's going to see 15 touches from here on out, most likely. And um, I would go ahead and start him. And I really would, because I just think that his blow up game in a spot against Atlanta of all teams who Gibson with a broken shin, along with the uh, J.D. McKissick, both had big days against the Falcons' they, uh, run defense last week. So I'm going to say Michael Carter, although the the probably correct answer here would be Jalen Waddle. I'm going Carter. Higby or Gasicki? So I, I missed this, of course, but um, Higby got a touchdown. I would have probably said Gasicki, if I'm being honest, though uh cordero or marvin jones at flex damn that's tough because both have really good matchups and cordero is obviously a guy that you know three touchdowns last week he's been he's been basically in now with ridley and uh gauge out i mean it should probably say i think cordero is it's is weird for me to say but cordero's a must start right now in this week in particular uh 12 team ppr flex damian harris dawson knox Waddler, trey sermon I think I just love Damian Harris's matchup too much to pass on, so I'm starting Damian Harris there. Aaron Rodgers versus Danny Dimes with a laughing emoji. Hey man, there's nothing to laugh about. This is a legit question now because Danny Dimes is a legit dude. Um, He's playing really well, but he's playing a pretty uh, pretty good defense in Dallas this week, and so is Aaron Rodgers. So in that event i'm going to have to go rogers just simply because here's the thing to consider the bengals run defense has been so good this season largely that i think rogers is going to have to do a lot of the damage through the air so i'm going to say aaron Rodgers calvin ridley out need to start one brandon iuk hunter renfro or elijah moore so i think that Ayuk at this point is a guy that we're keeping but we're not by any means starting okay and then i'm gonna say hunter renfro because again He's trending up in terms of usage. Um, he's trending up. I mean, he's got a solid floor as evidenced by every game this season. As I mentioned, he's he's caught five passes in every five or more in every game. So, yeah, I'm going to say Hunter Renfro there. Galladay or Lockett, I'm sorry. I would have said Galladay, all uh, all BS aside. All right, 12-team PPR. Javante Williams, Jacoby Myers, or Samaje Pirine in the flex? Uh, I'm going to say Javante, and I know – it's not the greatest matchup for him against the Steelers, but I'm still, I'm still, you know, oh man, actually, no, let's go Jacoby Myers here because Jacoby has just been really steady Eddie. And I think that the Patriots are going to do their, I think the Patriots are going to do whatever they want this week. And I think that, um, you know, with all those linemen out, they're going to have a really good run game play action. And then the quick and intermediate pass game to Jacoby Myers should be, should be in full force. So I'll say Jacoby, but I, Again, I, I'm very close to saying Javante there. Flex full PPR, Crowder Gibson, Pittman Jr. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to say Pittman here. You know, I, I like Crowder, and I've always thought he was a, a value at the basically free ADP that he was going at. And, and I know he missed a couple of games early, but I think that Pittman is the more reliable and probably even the higher upside option, although Crowder against the Falcons is certainly tempting uh pitman a b a rob d smith pick two hold on real quick i'm gonna go back to that real quick i want to say one more thing about antonio gibson antonio gibson by the way guys is not by any means someone you should even consider selling low on he's just not okay so don't do that hold him and and wait and see and cross your fingers is all, is all i can say but i wouldn't start him this week unless you have to against a tough uh saints run defense all right Pittman, a b a rob Devonte smith pick two Okay, so Allen Robinson, I've already said many times, breakout week incoming. Devontae Smith has his hands full with my Panthers in that uh, good secondary they have. So I, I think that this is more of a Ertz-Goder uh, week for them in terms of who's going to do the damage. So I would say Antonio Brown and Allen Robinson. I just, It just feels like an Antonio Brown week for me. And uh, as I mentioned many times, A-Rob is going to have that week that we've all been waiting on. Um, this week so next question alan robinson or Corey davis ppr definitely alan robinson and um sorry bro i missed you max the carlo 10 uh, but hopefully you're starting i mean I, th- I would say hopefully you're starting jamal williams i don't think collins did a whole lot he had a good game but not, nothing spectacular so um and by the way let me touch on one more thing thursday night football matchups and i want you guys to be aware of this moving forward because i think it's very important when you see right we saw uh daryl henderson come out for a series and Sonny Michelle got like nine carries on that series and people were freaking out right then we saw Henderson come back in and look like the far superior running back so he and he is by the way Thursday night matchups and I mentioned this a few weeks ago with Antonio Gibson when his workload was down I think it was week two against the Giants I think a lot of times you're going to see these coaches just say hey let's take a little bit off of our feature back on Thursday night because it just makes sense, right? Like it's a short week. Running back is a demanding position from a physical standpoint. And I think that just seeing that stuff, don't freak out if your guy's not getting 80 or his normal workload, if he's taking five or six, seven less touches, I don't think that's a big deal at all. All right. Trey versus Kirk. I'm going Lance, baby. It's Trey Lance season. I like Kirk's matchup, but I'm I'm talking Trey Lance, baby. Uh, I hope that was I hope you were talking about them instead of Trey Sermon or Christian Kirk, but just in case I'm certain sermon over Kirk. All right. Uh, Knox or Fant this week. Man, that's tough, but I'm going to say Knox. I think that um, I like him a little bit more this week than Fant against the Steelers. Pick one: Jalen Waddle, Corey Davis, Melvin Gordon, Trey Sermon. Man, Melvin Gordon has been a guy that has been just really steady. Man, he's even last week in a tough matchup, he was pretty uh, pretty good, if I recall correctly. At least from a from a you know yards per carry kind of efficiency standpoint. But I'm gonna say here, yeah, I think you got to start Melvin Gordon. I'm tempted to say Trey Sermon, but I, you know I've got to go with um, I got to go Melvin Gordon here. All right, let's, it, and I know it's a tough matchup. I get it. I get it. So, I mean, if you went Waddle or Trey Sermon there, I would totally understand it. You know, it's it's one of those things that, uh, um, I mean, it, yeah. it's it, Gordon has either been efficient as hell or saw pretty good volume, right? So, like, I, it's tough for me to bench him, all things considered, especially when you look at the fact that the, the Broncos should be the favorite. So game flow should be at least somewhat advantageous for uh, for Melvin Gordon there. So I'd say him. Damian Williams versus Mike Davis in full PPR. That's tough, right? I think Mike Davis, just because it's PPR, Mike Davis makes a li- well, no, I'm, I'm starting, ooh, I was thinking Damian Harris for some reason. But yeah, I'm starting Damian Williams, I think. I- I'm slightly favoring him over Mike Davis this week. Mike Davis, uh, Clyde or Horlio, well, Okay, that your decision has been made because Julio's out. Jamal Williams, Javante Williams, or Damian Harris. I'm going with Damian Harris. I think again, 100 yards and a touchdown is is incoming for Harris. He's likely to be a value here, uh, in terms of uh, like a daily fantasy, or whatever for his price tag. Alex Collins, sorry, Murray or Pirine. I'm going to say Murray if you didn't start Collins. I would have said Collins probably in that one. Um, Gibson or McKissick. Wow. That's interesting, right? I think McKissick is definitely the answer here, especially in PPR scoring, because I think that game flow is possible, at least in terms of like they're not going to be able to run the football that effectively. I think that's going to favor McKissick because I think he'll get a lot of the work in the passing game as he normally does. So, yeah, I'd say McKissick. Damian Harris, Renfro, or Crowder sit one. I'm sitting Crowder. I'm sitting Crowder. Um. All right, Alex Collins. Sorry, Jalen Waddle for the flex. Had Carson. He's most likely yeah, yeah. Sorry, Stephen. All right. Um. Collins or Sutton at the flex. I would have said Sutton. We'll see how that turns out. Um. Van Jefferson, Robbie Anderson, Zach Moss at flex. Man. Sorry, but I would say if you didn't start Van, I would stay. I would say to start uh, Robbie Anderson. Although Zach Moss is tempting, I just, I just feel like, look, we saw last week Robbie 11 targets, right? Against the pan I mean, against the Cowboys. um I think that we're going to see more of that moving forward for him, uh, particularly as long as Christian McCaffrey's out, especially, but even when McCaffrey comes back, I think, I think Robbie Anderson, it's just very, very likely for the Panthers to continue. I want to get him, you know, at or near 11 targets a game. We saw it again uh, last week, but I mean, uh, this past Thursday with when, I've said it many times, right? Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Go back and look at the splits, the game splits. When Cooper Cup goes crazy for four games, Robert Woods doesn't, right? He's in in the four, three to five, six catch ratio uh, in terms of like what he he does from a productivity standpoint. But then the pendulum, I mean, the seesaw seesaws, and then it'll go the same way. Now, this past week, we saw both guys produce at a high level, which I think is also very possible. But I just think it's very likely for... Um, Robert Woods to have many more games like what we saw from him on Thursday as I think it's very likely that we see Robbie Anderson with many more 11 target games because DJ Moore has been going so crazy defenses are logically speaking going to start paying more attention to him Robbie Anderson's going to see a lot of one on one Robbie Anderson's going to win a lot of one on ones I'm starting Robbie even though Zach Moss is awfully tempting and I think both of those guys you know um, present I mean, you really can't go wrong. So I hope you didn't start Van Jefferson. And I'm sorry for being late to that one. All right. Need one for flex. OBJ, Marvin Jones, Mike Davis, Miles Standard, Hubbard. Okay. Did I? Th- oh, wow. Chuba Hubbard. I-, I literally don't know why I said earlier that there was, I don't know a guy named Hubbard. I literally got all tongue tied. Anyways, whatever. Um, So I think that, man, you are you are the perfect team um goat football to my guy. you're the perfect team in my opinion to trade two of these guys. Don't let Odell Beckham be one of them <clears throat> for a a stud right because I mean what I would do if I were you is I'd hope Marvin Jones and Mike Davis go off this week so you can sell you can package both of them for for another like a high end player. but in any case, I think if I'm starting one this week I'm starting. I'm starting Marvin Jones, man. I'm starting Marvin Jones. I just like that matchup against the Titans, and, I, and I'm not crazy about the Miles Sanders matchup against the Panthers. So I'm, I'm going to say, although I, I, I don't mind starting Sanders at all, but I'm going to say, and I don't trust Hubbard. So I, yeah, I'm going to say start Marvin Jones there. <clears throat> and then my guy Goat Football again says, and follow him on Instagram at Goat underscore FB. Uh, he may, he's a good content guy. Would you start Trey Lance if Jimmy's out over Kirk Cousins? And the answer, even though Kirk has a very good matchup, and I think Kirk is likely to have a bounce back week, I'm starting uh, Trey Lance. I regret not starting Trey Lance over Matthew Stafford, if that tells you anything. And yeah, so obviously you guys know I'm a big Trey Lance believer. And I just, with what we saw last week, as I mentioned, Trey Lance had over 20 fantasy points in the second half alone last week. Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't had 20 in a in any full game this season right so i mean imagine what lance will do in a in basically what the niners are going to view as a must win game so you got a, a very well coached football team in a must win game in a spot to like the win here is so much is worth so much more because you're beating an in division team that's undefeated, the only undefeated team in football, it is just such a game to to see the Niners come out and just pull out all the stops. And I think that could mean a whole lot of runs uh, for Trey Lance and a lot of deep shots dialed up off the run game, hard play action, deep. I, I think Trey Lance is gonna have a big game. I think the Niners win that game, as you'll hear uh, more about later. So, uh, yeah, I would I would start Trey Lance, and as I mentioned, I do regret. Uh, starting Stafford over him. I just viewed Stafford as like a must start. So I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, Justin Herbert or Jalen Hurts. I think I'd go Jalen Hurts here. And I know the Panthers defense, my Panthers defense has been fantastic. um, Aside from, of course, Dak was pretty good last week and they got run all over. But I also think the run defense could be a concern, which is again, why I like Miles Sanders a little bit more than some probably, but uh, this week, but I think that you got to start jalen hurts here because what jalen hurts can do for you in terms of with his legs can always boost up his floor herbert can do that for you as well but i think that in terms of passing the uh ball right now the browns defense is has been phenomenal i mean really it, it's been great so i would start hurts uh chris carson of course he was out so we'll just try and we'll we'll try and narrow this down from the other guys my guy at just row follow him too um so Devin Singletary or Chuba Hubbard two starters who who do I sit um I think you I think um well I think that decision was made for you if I'm reading this correctly but if you're asking me just in case who would I start out of Singletary and Chuba Hubbard I would definitely start Devin Singletary I think again I still think he's the guy, and that may mean he's a 60% of the workload guy, but I I think that he's the better player over Zach Moss. It's going to be frustrating because there's a little bit of the dynamic of Chase Edmonds, James Conner to where Singletary is going to get the goal line. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Moss is going to get the goal line carries, but Devin Singletary is all around the more effective player. Not Now, the gap isn't quite as large in terms of effectiveness as James Conner and um, – chase edmonds but it is still a gap in my opinion alan robinson or darnell mooney assuming he's healthy all right Allen robinson you guys know how i feel at this point it is what it is higby or kittle so kittle is out i believe or at least he's doubtful so i, I guess you um hopefully started higby otherwise i don't know man let me know who your uh waiver options are if you if you didn't and um, I hope you out there. Damian Williams or Clyde. Definitely Clyde. He's a hundred yards rushing in each of the last two games. He had a receiving touchdown last week and a receiving touchdown the week before Clyde is a must start. The must start that we hoped he would be when we spent our third round pick on him. And I believe that with my bones, remember, The Bills, although they're a great run defense, they are also a defense that got run over by this Kansas City Chiefs offense in that regular season game uh, last year's in Buffalo. So I think Clyde is is in a pretty decent matchup this week against Buffalo, even even again in a uh, a tough matchup for any running back. But I like Clyde. Um, All right. So sorry I missed you on the Daryl Henderson thing. I would have definitely. Ooh, I, I don't know if I would have said him because you've got you say Daryl Henderson, James Robinson, Saquon Barkley. I would have said Saquon and I mean you I would have said Saquon and one of the others. So the between Henderson and J. Rob, it's very close. I, I you know, at this point, if you didn't start Daryl Henderson, don't stress, because I think James will be pretty damn good himself. And yeah, so uh, Robert Woods or Marvin Jones, sorry, bro, I would have said. You know, I can't even lie. I don't know if I would have said Marvin. I might have said Marvin Jones just because I love the matchup. But uh, Robert Woods, we are back, baby. If you drafted Robert Woods in the fifth round, just know that is not a fluke. 12 for 150, I believe it was. And he's got more where that came from. So good days are ahead for us. Uh, Jets or Bears defense uh, for this week? I would say the Bears, man. The Falcons, one thing about them is they can score points. Doesn't matter. Matt Ryan can score points. no matter who's out. Um, so, also oh, should I, should I get Darnold versus, wait a minute, should I get Darnold versus Washington football team? Darnold doesn't play Washington football team, bro. Or Trey Lance versus Jackson but Okay. Oh, for Stafford's week 11. Bye. Oh man, you should get Trey Lance. You absolutely should get Trey Lance because I think that Darnold, although I think that he will probably continue to play well, I don't think he'll continue to lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns. So I would definitely scoop Trey Lance because from here on out. He could lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns. So, yeah, uh, Trey Lance. Hawkinson or Pollard in the Flex? And I'm sorry I didn't answer you sooner. I hope he's still available because I'm really – if he's still available, just consider yourself very fortunate. Hawkinson, my guy, at John Cullen with two ones in place of the L's. And Cullen, you should follow him. He's a dope dude. I love him. He's been with me since really, really the early days. Uh, TJ Hawkinson or Tony Pollard in the Flex? Bro, wow, that's tough, man. Let me think, okay, Hawkinson against the Vikings or Pollard against the Giants. Damn, you know, I'm going to say Hawkinson because I just view him as basically a must start, although I almost view Pollard in the same way. That's tough, man. Flip a coin, but I'd say Hawkinson, especially because I think game flow is likely to, to favor him. All right, Kyle Pitts or Quintes Cephas. We're definitely, definitely starting Kyle Pitts there lance versus stafford you know how i feel and um, that's ironic i didn't know that was a question but yeah man if you you really couldn't go wrong i would have said stafford because i'm an idiot but um although stafford still had over 20 it wasn't like he you know shit the bed he had 365 yards passing just one more passing touchdown would have really made that look a whole lot different in terms of his fantasy output but yeah either way i think you can't go wrong i have both of those guys i believe in two leagues so i'm excited about that and um Antonio Gibson. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. You guys have heard my thoughts on him. I don't like him. I'd, I'd sit him this week if you could and then just kind of see where that goes moving forward in terms of how he, how healthy he is. All right. Stefan Diggs, Mike Evans, Hunter Renfro, Crowder, Singletary pick three. Okay. I'm going to say we're benching Evans. I'm going to do this by process of elimination. Okay. And we're benching Evans and we're benching Crowder. I love Singletary's matchup. I think Renfro is going to be his five catch for fifty yards floor is is too tempting. So um, yeah, Diggs, Renfro, Singletary. Pick two in PPR: AJ Brown, Adam Thielen, Allen Robinson, Godwin, and Hunt. Holy moly! You you have to bench three of these guys. Okay, AJ Brown to me is a must start. I, I still view him as a must start, particularly because I just think that he's. Uh, he's in a good matchup this week. He's going to go off. I, I think AJ Brown, he's due for a blow up game just the same way Allen Robinson is, but because of your roster construction here, I wouldn't start both of them in, in positions where you're banking on a blow up game from both. Right? So let's go with AJ Brown and Chris Godwin in this situation. Cause I think Hunt has his work cut out for him in a tough matchup against the chargers. Okay. Uh, Daniel Jones or Trey Lance? Trey Lance, baby. Let's let go big or go home, man. I'm going with the upside there at the quarterback position, especially because I think Trey Lance, with what he will do with his legs, offers a pretty decent fantasy floor. Um, start Patterson or Robinson? Already have Chubb and Kamara in. So we have, just so you know, we have Chuba Hubbard, right? And then we have Nick Chubb. That's um, not in this question, but that's just a, a, a tongue twister there, both guys that play the same position. Okay, so... I think you've got to start Cordell Patterson this week with, with uh, Ridley and um, Gage out. So, yeah, I'd start Patterson. Debo or Lockett in non-PPR. Sorry, I would have definitely said Debo, though, if that means anything to you at this point. Michael Carter, Singletary, Rondell Moore, pick two. Oof. I'm going to say Michael Carter and Devin Singletary, baby. I don't know. I'm Consider me in that I do not trust Rondell Moore to start every week camp. Uh, What combination between A.J. Brown or Debo or Lockett for full PPR? Um, Yeah, I would have said A.J. Brown and Debo, so hopefully that's what you did. But, you know, Lockett wasn't bad, so it's either way. Uh, Let's see. Okay, you can do a story thing where people type their teams in here and you rate them. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll do that. Thank you, at G Huff underscore 12. Hunter Renfro or Miles Gaskin, 16-man league. Holy moly. I would definitely say Renfro. Uh, definitely, definitely, because Gaskin's gonna have his work cut out for him with the only thing the Tampa Bay defense has been doing great lately, and that is defend the run. Um, all right. Sit one of them, Mike Williams, Allen Robinson, Marvin Jones. Holy crap. I'm sitting Mike Williams. You said it. I mean, you heard it here first. I'm sitting Mike Williams. I think that, um, A-Rob has his blow-up spot. I think Marvin Jones, the matchup is too juicy. We're going to play the matchup in this one when it's been a matchup in terms of against the Browns that you just haven't wanted to start a receiver against them lately. So, I mean, really all year long, damn near, unless you're like the Chiefs. and I'm sure they had receivers go off. But yes, I would say uh, A-Rob Marvin Jones. Waddle or A.J. Green? Now I will say Waddle because I I think that A.J. Green is going to have his hands full. And I think that... uh, Waddle is going to have game flow on his side, plus a decent matchup Moss or Gibson. I would actually say Zach Moss this week, bro, because that Chiefs run defense has been not very good at all. And um, that defense has been bad all around. I'm usually I'm sticking up for the Chiefs. But this week, I'm definitely going to say Moss is going to be at least 12 touches or so. And I think he'll turn that into 60 yards and a likely touchdown. All right, Amari Cooper, Damian Harris or Corey Davis at flex. I'm saying Damian Harris, man. I think that he is going to have 100 yards and a touchdown. So, so let's go with him. Um, I have Zeke and no solid RB2. Bet on Cowboys and start Pollard or Hunt. PPR, by the way. Uh, what do you mean? Hunt is a solid RB2. And um, because you have Zeke, I'd start Zeke and and Hunt, I guess. yeah. Especially with what Zeke did last week. I'd start him and Hunt, even though I probably would – Low-key, prefer still prefer Pollard moving forward. Uh, Pitts or Schultz in PPR? You got to start Pitts, baby. Sorry, it's an Alex Collins or CEH deal, but I would have said CEH, so hopefully you're starting him even in non-PPR, especially in non-PPR. Mike Williams or A.J. Brown? I'm starting A.J. Brown this week. And um, Steelers or Broncos defense? I'm starting the Broncos defense this week. I think they're going to be pissed off, and I just don't trust Ben Roethlisberger right now so yeah i'd start the broncos d Allen robinson robert woods jalen model pick one well since robert woods went off i'm sure you benched him because that's how this thing works and typically in fantasy but otherwise i'm going a rob i'm sticking to my guns i think he has a big time game against the raiders um godwin metcalf or eckler well i would have said godwin and eckler and i would have been wrong but uh <laughs> that's what it is russell or a rod I don't know if that's, I'm not really sure who you're referring to there, but, um, oh, you're talking about, you were talking about quarterbacks. Okay, so I would have said, I probably would have said Rodgers, and I would have been right. And then Galladay, Higgins, or A-Rob. Well, oof, damn, bro, that is a, one hell of a, a decision you have to make every week. But I think I'm going to go Higgins there, believe it or not, because I just think game flow's on his side, and I think he's the number one receiver in Cincinnati. So, yeah, Higgins even though I do love um, A-Rob and Galladay this week. Okay, pick three, Elliot, Fournette, Henderson, Patterson. Well, I think you know by default what I would have to say now. What would I have said at the time? I would have said Elliot, Henderson, Patterson. So if you did that, uh, salute to you. And then the last question, I believe is the last question, Jacoby Myers or Corey Davis. Let's just say, let's say, man, that's tough uh, because you got one guy who's got a very high, um floor in Jacoby Myers and you've got another guy that has a much higher ceiling in Corey Davis so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Corey Davis let's go let's go bigger, or go home right all right um locks and upsets this week three and look just so you guys know when I say there's three potential upsets that doesn't mean I'm picking all three games to be an upset like that's not necessarily my pick so let's start with the upsets I am however picking this one the 49ers are going to beat the Arizona Cardinals this week. The Cardinals are five-point favorites in Arizona. Uh, I think Trey Lance and company go in there and they get a win because they're a desperate team. The Cardinals are riding a high right now, and they're and they've all, they've shown vulnerabilities all season long. They've shown that they can be beat, right? They, I mean, they almost got beat by the Vikings. Should have got beat by the Vikings. Um, you know, they've they've shown kinked in the armor, right? They looked phenomenal last week against the Rams. But if you just take all things in consideration, this is a classic letdown spot for the cardinals a classic one and the 49ers are the perfect team to let to to you know to incorporate the upset here so yes i'm taking the 49ers in an upset and i'm actually picking them and i think that they are another also a potential upset Um, i'm also saying that the chicago bears could beat the the las vegas raiders right now the the uh it's in vegas the bears are five and a half point underdogs and look, with all the stuff going on with John Gruden right now, it's it's tough, right? It's gonna be it's gonna be a distraction. I could see this working out one of two ways, and why I probably would still pick the Raiders in this game. But I think the Bears um, are kind of trending up in terms of like Fields is now starting. The city of Chicago is fired up. They just got they just got a big win in uh, in division win last week, and they look great doing it, right? I could see, you know, I just think that it could go that way. I also think that John Gruden's players love him, right? And I think that the Raiders could rally around him and have an emphatic victory this week. So I could see either one of those things happening. That's why I say this is a potential upset. And um, I wouldn't touch, if I was betting on this game, even like with the spread, I wouldn't touch it. But I definitely think the Bears could go in there and pull off uh, what would be a pretty big upset, at least if we considered all things you know if we talk about this game just last week this time right we would talk about that like it would be a huge upset so anyways yeah i think that's possible and then how could i not say the buffalo bills could be the kansas city chiefs the chiefs are three-point favorites in buffalo so this would technically speaking be an upset so yeah i mean i think the bills um the bills are a much more balanced attack so far this season. Of course, they weren't that way in week one, but ever since then, they've come out and been very balanced in every facet of football too. Like they can defend the run, they can defend the pass. You know, I, I think we'd be fooling ourselves to say they can't beat the two and two chiefs who've lost two times in four games, right? So, and they, and they got played very tightly in Philadelphia last week. So take that for what you will. Okay. My potential locks, um, or no, this is not potential. This is my locks of the week okay and I'm only going to choose three but I'm going to talk about five games so the Patriots are absolutely a lock over the Houston Texans the Patriots are I believe eight point favorites in Houston right when you look at this the New England Patriots are yes they're I know they're without four of their five offensive line starters okay but they are doing that against the Texans defense that is according to pro football reference and we know they're a little spotty on this regard uh, in terms of pressures right but in t- uh, according to pro football reference the texans are getting the few the lowest pressure rate on any quarterback uh in uh, by any defense in the nfl against opposing quarterbacks at just 16 per, 16.6% of dropbacks they are also they've had the fourth fewest sacks tied for the fourth fewest sacks with 7 and the Texans have allowed the fifth most rushing yards in the NFL. So it's like all the, in four or five, a carry. So all those things bode really well into the Patriots hand. I would almost call them a lock to cover the minus eight too. I think they win a you know, at least a 20 to 10 game right here for the Patriots. So I would say the Patriots are certainly a lock over the Houston Texans. Um, The bucks, in my opinion, are a lock over the Miami dolphins. I, I wouldn't say they're a lock to cover the 10 points. You know, in that regard, I would, you know, I kind of still like him to cover the ten, but it's hard to you know to go that far. But I will say, man, in a game that feels like a bounce back game in some way, even though they won last week, right? I think that when you look at Tom Brady last week, right, he he had not his best game. Obviously, we've seen Brady struggle against the Dolphins, but this is not that Brady, if you will, uh, you know, the, with what he's been in every game other than the Patriot game. Uh, he was the number one fantasy player, by the way, before that game right I don't know what he is now but he was the number one before that game so I think that the way Tampa matches up with the Dolphins in my opinion is just very much a lock in terms of them winning that game and it's in Tampa right so it's not even like you got to go into Miami where Brady has really lost some games but um, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say the Bucks are a lock man I just think that they win I don't I'm not calling them a lock to cover the 10, but i if you bet on them to cover the 10, I would not think that was dumb at all. I think it could be an absolute blowout because I think this could be a real get-right game for their defense, too. So, um, Next game, and this is... Okay, so I'm deciding between three, and I'm going to tell you about the three games to, uh, that I'm choosing for my third lock of the week, and then after that, i tell you about the three, I'm going to pick one of them. So, Titans over Jags. Tennessee is a four-and-a-half-point favorite in Jacksonville. Or... Packers over Bengals. The Packers are three-point favorites in Cincinnati, or Minnesota over Detroit in in Minnesota, and the Vikings are 10-point favorites. So let me start with the Titans and why I'm not just going to fully pencil them in as my lock of the week here, my third lock of the week. They just lost last week, right? So you would think, hey, this is bounce-back territory, right? However, and especially, you would think that with the Urban Meyer thing. But I'll say the same thing about Urban Meyer as I'll say about the uh, Vegas Raiders potentially, potentially rallying around their coach and showing, you know, and coming out and showing off. I will say that even though the players reportedly basically laughed Urban Meyer out of the building the other day when he was quote unquote apologizing, I um, I will say that I think that these guys, at the end of the day, they're professionals, right? They, even if they don't like their coach, they understand something. When you're on a very, very, very bad team, and that's you know what a winless Jags team is right now, it could affect your career moving forward. So that means these guys are – and this is why tanking doesn't exist in the NFL. These guys are going to go out there and play their asses off, right? And they're going to look at the Titans and say, hey, the Jets beat them last week. Why can't we? You know what I mean? So I think from that standpoint, that's my only hesitation on that. Um, I think it's more likely that Tennessee goes in there and handles business in a clear bounce back spot for them. But, you know, I, I just saying, Right. So um, the Packers against the, uh, the Packers, to me, being only three point favorites in Cincinnati is just so tempting. And I know the Bengals are three and one. The Bengals are not your typical Bengals. They're coming off a great game. I just feel like it's a classic moral victory spot meaning if you lose 28-24 if you're the Bengals you go out there and you feel great right if you lose this game for the Packers you're devastated because it's it's really a game that you should win so it's not you know I definitely think we could see Cincy be super up for this game and that's kind of the one like little area that's sort of you know, makes me slightly hesitant here, but I'm tempted to choose the Packers. We'll see how I, what I decide in a second. And then you've got the Vikings over the Lions, right? So you got the the Minnesota Vikings, a team that has offensively been phenomenal all year up until last week. And then uh, last week was so crazy too, because Cousins goes right down the field, scores a touchdown, you're up seven zip, and then you just don't score the rest of the game, right? He was 14 of 33 from that point on too, averaging like four and a half yards per attempt and um, so but the lions have been competitive right they've, they've they've been in almost every game and you know they've they've technically lost two by by multiple scores but they they've been right there right even that bears game last week was closer than you know people think however this game's in minnesota the Minnesota Vikings are going to be in a clear bounce back spot. It's hard for me not to choose. It's hard for me not to choose them. But I think all in all, I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans as my lock, my third lock of the week, because I just believe more so in their coaching staff and their uh, overall just pedigree that they have over the Jaguars. And um, I think that that, yeah, I'm going to go there, but I could easily go with Green Bay or the Vikings. I think if I was to rank these in terms of like my, how confident I am in each each pick in terms of the lock out of these three I would say Titans at one of course Vikings at two and then Packers at three but I'm pretty confident all three of those football teams win but because this is the NFL I could easily see two of them losing or or, or at least one of them losing so um, anyways that's it for this podcast guys I appreciate you for listening and I'll talk to you later peace